Hey, I'm Jeff Reed. Craig Killian. And this is a From First to Last podcast mini episode. It's been a little while since we've done one of these, but essentially it's what we do every week. It's cut down to about 30 minutes to 40 minutes. (coughs) Keeping it. (laughs) 30 to 40 of Jeff and Craig time. Yeah, that's right. Jeff and Craig time. Essentially, we just do what we do, but really cut it down super sharp. No real history lead up. No big rants and raves. So no big gaps in silence. <laughs> Perfect comedic timing. I love it. Um, we're in the middle of our in between of seasons. Yep. So we've just finished up with Catherine Bigelow. We are making our way to Michael Mann, which we're really excited to get into Very his excited body to get of into work. The man. Um, so we are actually taking a look this week at Triple Frontier, Ba-boom. which is on Netflix. I like you made the Netflix noise there. Ba-boom. No, no. Um, the the idea around Triple Frontier, why we chose it, is that this, for quite a long period of time, was a Catherine Bigelow project. Well, about what year? I think it was in the lead up to, she was developing it with Mark Boll, um, not long after Hurt Locker. Yeah. And the project sort of continued developing and developing all the way through to Detroit. Yeah, okay, good and, and essentially, uh, Bigelow was really close to pulling the trigger, but money fell through on this project. Had a huge cast. I think uh, off the top of my head, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, and Will Smith were all at one point looking to be in the film together. Um, together? Together. Okay. Uh, Bigelow was really keen on not having Will Smith. Paramount Pictures, who were financing the film at the time, were really pushing for Will Smith because obviously he had the star power back then. Um, And so the film sort of went by the wayside and Bigelow stayed on as an executive producer. Yep. Mark Bowles' script is used here, but it's also had the director, JC Chandor, come on board and do a bit of work on the script as well. So He's um, he's, just went on to a Spider-Man movie. Really? Yeah, so his next movie will be... Uh, Craven the Hunter. Really? Mm. Mm. Well, I actually, I'll say it from the get-go. I will watch more JC Chandor projects. Oh, same, same. I think he, I think he's a, I think he's a good, steady director. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was, don't get me wrong. There was nothing that blew my mind, but no. he's nothing. He's a good, steady director. You know, give him a good story. Yep. He'll say it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well I think. I think he'll tell the story He's well. He's a good A student. That Craven the Hunter, he'll I can't B, believe it. B, B student. B That's student. right. B student. That's right. I'm not sure. Maybe this early in their career. Yeah. JC Chandler's done Triple Frontier was their fourth film. They have worked with some big casts. Oh, man. So the first feature film was Margin Call. Had like Kevin Spacey, a whole heap of people oh. of that caliber back in the day. I think it might have had Zachary have? Quinto in it, if I remember right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love that right movie. Now. And it had the um, yeah, Zachary it has Quinto, Demi Moore. Oh, it has Zachary Quinto. No, Paul Bettany, Stanley Paul Tucci. Paul Bettany, Stanley Tucci. It has Jeremy Simon Irons, Simon um, Baker. Simon in there? Baker. Demi has, Moore. Yeah, Jeremy Irons, Demi Moore. It what a is huge a, cast! I've actually watched. Is it good? I've watched it. Yeah, I've watched it. Oh man! Oh I'm man! Jeremy it Irons. It's about the fall. So it's about um, stock market crash. Yeah, the stock market crash of two thousand. Global financial crisis. Yeah, the GFC. It? So ah. this is through the eyes of one of the um, companies. Oh, interesting. So Zachary Quinto's character finds that it's going to happen, mm. 
And then it's about how they all deal with it and then do a fire sale on all those mortgages before oh. everyone catches on. And is the Big Short another version big of short the is, same? Big Short is the true story. Love it. Well, the truest story of it. Love it. Okay, and So cool. it's about, yeah, because a lot of people actually um, figured it out, but he was, um, the Big Short is, yeah, the Big Short is pretty much main one about that idea. Yeah. If you're so going to watch one about the Wall Street version of it, you'd watch that. So good. I'm actually, uh, this week coming, I'm guesting on a podcast where I talk about the career of Stanley Tucci. The Tucci. So I'm really excited for that. Munson's at the Movies is the podcast that I'll be on. Check them Tucci. out. Um, talking all things the Tooch. Uh, I actually You're going to do that noise too. I will be, I'm not. I've, I've told them Tucci. I'm going to be calling him the Tooch uh, the whole time. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I will be doing a review of a movie called Big Night, which is actually his directorial debut, Stanley Tucci. So uh, we're, I think it's about a restaurant. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Actually, night? he wrote it, um, he co-wrote it so that he could have a role outside of just his little small character parts that he does. Ah. Um, JC he make good money on his big, small, his little oh, small character Hunger roles, Games. Man. Just bust in there, act and yourself, the, drink the a glass of wine if I can get back to it. Yeah, I, I love him. Um, he did All all Is Lost with Robert Redford, the Lost at Sea film that Robert Redford did in 2013. Uh, did a most violent year, which was the big one that Oscar Isaac sort yeah, of got exactly. a bit of love for. And then his next film was Triple Frontier, which gets us to the film itself, Craig. Now, before we just get talking the film, um, are you cool just to give us a little 10-second rundown on what is Triple Frontier all about? Okay. <coughs> Let me put on my, um, my narrating <laughs> voice. <coughs> love it. 4X. Special Forces. Uh, five? Five, <laughs> five of them. Five X Special Forces. <laughs> <laughs> Take one last heist. <laughs> it, yeah, so for you, five, five guys, X Special Forces, yep. going to rob a drug dealer of his money in the jungle. Yes. And basically, it doesn't go to plan. It definitely does not go to plan at all, Craig. And it's called Triple Frontier. Because the triple frontier in Latin America is where three rivers meet. Oh, really? Brazil, Paraguay. Oh, it's the borders. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Hey, <laughs> I saw that today. Um, went, Ooh, that's cool. I'm just reading here as well, at the same time as you're saying this, that Tom Hardy and Shannon Tatum were both in the project originally. Damn. And they left. Uh, they were the brothers. Creative things. Uh, Affleck's character and Oscar Isaac's character. Oh, wow. Well, who they were. So I'm guessing Tatum would have been the Oscar Isaac yep. love interest sort of putting it all together. Tom yep. Hardy, Ben Affleck. I love Affleck. Then who was Tom Hanks in them? Though this, this, is, a, this is just, this is after that cast had big, left. The and, big cast left. And they're moving forward. So, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty crazy. I, I love, I've seen this twice now. Yeah. Um, And... The first time I watched it, I remember thinking it felt like a three-hour movie. Yeah. And I felt like it dragged. It drags because there's so many heist movie goes wrong, it pisses you off. It's true. I liked it way more this time around. Oh, I, I, look, I liked it. 
I just fell in. I I could imagine how it dragged if yep. it wasn't for the amazing the, talent. What on a cast! Um, it just I would just been like, oh, great. Yeah, it's fucking Army of the Dead without zombies. <laughs> 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 You're still hurting over I'm that, fucking, aren't you? I know. I just, you know, and I've said it heaps through the podcast, man. I hate when sh- just shit everything goes wrong. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, everything does in this film. Yeah, exactly. Right? To the point where you're just like, oh, come on. Not another thing. Yep. Come on. Now you're just freaking deliberately throwing in MacGuffins. Like, you know, enough is, enough, you could just keep one playing thing going for, through the whole yep. thing. You know yeah, what I mean? like it's it, pretty full on the whole time, isn't it? Could it could have just been a chase. Yeah. You know, chased by drug lords. Yeah. Once they... Yeah, but then it can become this standard... I love... Yeah, but like chase to the river. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But then suddenly it's not. It's Suddenly it's, you know, hey, it's another cooking farm. <laughs> then it's a cooking farm's son. <laughs> and then it's, uh, then it's little teenagers with guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the it. boat that doesn't start or fucking you know what I mean? You're just like, come yeah. on. Shit. I can we jump let's go spoiler town big time Craig. So warning to everyone who hasn't seen it, get out there, watch the movie. Get out there, guys. Get it's, out there. Look, it's on Netflix look, and it's yeah. a good one. Like like very straight, yeah. So it's they're five they're five buddies, ex special forces. They go in yep. and then they find they get two hundred and fifty million in cash. They thought there was only going to be seventy million. Yeah, and they find out the whole house is just built yep. up of money. And as they're trying to take it over the mountain, they crash. Yeah, like the helicopter. Plus, they're crash. too heavy. Because well, no, and really, no, the helicopters... really, because we're only forty minutes in. <laughs> 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 That's the real reason. It's not the fucking helicopter. Oh, <laughs> so we're friend. forty minutes in, and we crash, and then they've got to um, make their way with. They say over a hundred bags of cash, and they they. Gleefully skip over that as they take that through the mountains. Well, I do you know what I thought about the helicopter scene. Yeah. So the they're trying to get over the Andes. Yeah. They've got a huge net filled with bags. Yeah. Underneath the helicopter, there's also stuff in the helicopter. Yeah. Bags in the helicopter. And they kept saying things like, "You're just gonna give away fifty million dollars." I kept thinking in my head, at no point. Any of these level-headed soldiers yeah. said, we came for 70 and you are complaining about the fact that we're going to chuck away 50 yeah. when we're still going to have 200 million. Well, it's fun. I read in a part of it that there was... The, one of the problems is there needs to be, and there was meant to be, a more defined arc in the characters. Ah. So, so for for example, Whoa. Affleck. Yes. He's basically, his character is meant to be this honorable leader. Yes. But who's gone into such desperate times. And you see part of it, obviously, yep. that he starts to become more and more greedy. Yep. Because he, he, he starts to see this as his, only way, yeah. Only way, and which you see, obviously, well, well there odd. is that conversation. They, they jump from one to the other very quickly because he, you know, suddenly he's like, "I don't want to do it." Then suddenly he's like, "I'm gonna kill this guy and this, this random dude," you know, just yep. and, and you're just like, "Oh." It's- and there's that conversation by the helicopter when they're freeing the girl and her brother. Yeah, and she's like, "He said you were honourable." Yeah, and exactly. he's like asking all those questions. Yeah, um, and he's like, uh, "We should have killed him." Yeah, he was totally like we should have killed like, him. Uh, 
you know, he starts acting out a character too yeah. quickly without enough of the back. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, it's... I, I picked up on the greed story arc more this time around. Yeah. Um, and also the, the guy that shot him, again, we're in spoiler territory, the guy that shoots Affleck's character. Yeah. Once it, again, shit goes wrong. Yeah, and it's because Affleck killed a villager's mother. Is it the mother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then at a cocaine farm, so yep. the mum's working a cocaine farm. Kills the mum, and then um, I didn't realise that was the son who'd tracked them down. I didn't know it was the him. son. Oh, okay. So cool. he's got Makes sense. It he's was got the, son. the soccer jersey on when he gets killed on the boulder still, but he's just ah, put a jacket over the top. And he's okay. Got a hat cool. on. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it's the same dude that stops them in the pathway. Yeah. When they're taking the the oh, donkeys cool. up. So again, that wasn't until the second time around that those pieces sort of connected a bit uh, more for me. Yeah. Again, because it was dragging the first time, I might have just been like, yeah, hey, I'm going to watch something on my phone for a little bit or... Yeah, you know, exactly. Just scroll something else. Um, I won't lie. I actually missed a bit. And then I said, the phone? Like, I must have looked at my phone too. And I look yeah. up and um, Headland's fighting with um, Hunum. Yep. I'm like, why are they fighting him? Fucking Affleck's dead. What? What the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> and I had to rewind it back. Rewind it back. I went, oh my god, how how far was I out? <laughs> how long was I out? <laughs> I tell you, this is red. I'm losing time, people. I'm fucking losing time. <laughs> That's so. funny. I tell you, that old man who just falls asleep on the lounge. I think. Yeah, also- yeah I'm, still, I'm still watching. Still watching. <laughs> Just rest my eyes. Just rest my eyes. Um, that's so funny. I've got a little story, but my wife would hate it, so I won't share it. Okay, right cool. Now. We'll do. We'll talk off air. Um, but I, I did find the relationship between Garrett Hedlund's character and Affleck's character wasn't developed enough for me to realise when he got so upset at the death of Affleck. Yeah, it wasn't. It was almost as though he was losing a dad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I felt that wasn't developed enough in it as well. Backstory wasn't developed enough. Yeah. Now, this probably gets us to a good question because, again, we could talk about Oscar Isaac I love in this movie. Fantastic. Um, also love Pedro Pascal. Oh, Pedro's. But I feel, again, we needed so much more about his character because when he's actually cutting loose and shooting people, I don't know if you picked up, anytime when they're going through the house, yeah, everyone's like a couple shots Per person they're killing Pascal is just like One shot in everybody Just mm. boom 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 And it's like Even with a rifle He was doing it Whereas other people Are like doing triple shots You know um, But it, it sort of Takes us to a good little Segway Craig Which I'd love to know If this was a Catherine Bigelow film Do you think I've got two questions uh, The first one is Do you think We would have got More Hurt Locker style filmmaking mm-hmm. remembering it's post Hurt Locker yeah and therefore would we have had so many things go wrong or would it be like you know in the end of Hurt Locker when he's really losing the plot and Jeremy Renner's running around trying to find people yeah oh, I think do you know would, what I mean like I, I don't know if there would have been so many I think many. it would have been more of it would have been more of one thing go wrong yep um because she would have been able to build the tension more. That's a problem when everything goes wrong, the tension doesn't build enough. Yep. You know what I mean? Because there's no stakes in it going right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you 
like you're just sit, sitting there, slight watching, and I always use this as an example, slight watching Armageddon. You know, you just say, yeah, every, yeah something else is going to go wrong. Oh, you totally. run out. Oh, yeah, you run. Yeah, run wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, the detonator's not working. Yeah, well, you might as well go out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're just expecting the yeah, next yeah. thing to go wrong, and so it's, you're not emotionally charged when it does go wrong. Whereas, um, I think she usually likes to keep that one common enemy. Yes. You know what I mean? If you and it would have been simple. It would have been seriously just. I thought, in my opinion, this is how I think it changed. Yep. Um, because it just looks similar. I thought it would have been the enemy wouldn't have been the um, drug lords. Yeah. But the cops at the start. Oh yeah. Because you see that seemed to heaps of a. You see the script built up these guys a lot. Yeah. And then the connection between Pope and that guy. Yeah. And then I thought that it would have just gone, okay, Pope didn't tell them. Yeah. And now it's them hunting them. Yeah. Um, across. That across. was a really big, big low moment at the start. Yeah. Too, yeah. Wasn't exactly. It? That felt heaps big. Well, you, you could you could imagine with the grain. Yeah. Um, that Bigelow does it with that whole section, especially you know like because that's a beautiful section. Like yeah. And you know like a a, a huge director would have just one shotted that whole thing. Yeah. You know, coming down, totally. going out, picking the guy up, going back up, and then bang, bang, bang. Um. And so basically. Yeah, that's where I think it, it started to differ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where this current one was just like, oh, yeah. It was very Hollywoodized, wasn't it? It was very Hollywoodized. It, it, it just looked like they needed to... They cut the script so much that they realized that he couldn't stretch it out enough. Yeah. And he needed to add more stuff in. I did have a think, though. Like, So my thought process in this was, would Bigelow have gone sort of the Hurt Locker Road? Which, again, like when they get into the, the drug lord's home, you could easily have seen them walking through and we could have been in the Bin Laden compound. Yeah, you know, exactly. From Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Um, but then I wondered, would this go more popcorny? And basically we got Hurt Locker meets Point Break. Ooh. And you could picture Bigelow doing something, probably, again, not as many catastrophes happening. Yeah. I think... That helicopter probably would have been a big piece in the film. Yeah. But I'm not sure about the whole... Again, like, Affleck's character getting killed because of the son of the the person shot in the cocaine farm. Yeah. To me, that's a very Mark Bowl Bigelow sort of triangle. Yeah, it does, Which yeah. is, like, the cause and effect of my actions. Definitely. Um but then there's other moments like, and again, the end, I loved the, the chase of the teen soldiers chasing them and those cars flipping and things like that to get on the boat. And they all seemed to be the same, the same people. Yeah. But they've just, just, they've just chopped the script up to make it look a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. it, like I was saying, it could have just simply been a chase from the drug lord's house. Yeah. To the beach. Yeah. But I still think on their way through, they disrupt the cocaine farm and the sun hunts them. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I think that would have been the original one, you know, and the that where like because they talk about he goes, oh, these are the um, your fire set them off because they were hunting us down. Yeah, and he's like, no, that's the kid from the cocaine farm. Yeah, didn't you notice that? And that would have been um, in line with the they thought the drug dealers were still hunting them. Yeah, yeah. It's I know so it's weird. Intri- it's so intriguing, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I feel like this was a script by Mark Bowl. Yeah, that they've gone. How do we make it bigger? Yeah. Maybe we've gone to Netflix now and the budget has got big because, like, it is a gorgeous film to look at in the sense of these are on location practically filming. Um, So you sort of go, well, did their budget suddenly increase? And they're like, what what other set pieces can we add into this? Yeah. How do we make this bigger? We've got the... This is great. Throw in another, can we throw another gunfight? Yeah, can there be another action piece in this? And maybe you're right. Maybe the helicopter is that thing. Um, but I think, like you are saying, I, I could picture Bigelow making this more about the trek through the mountains after the crash Yep. than being about the crash. Yeah, exactly. Could have been them going towards the chopper the whole yeah. time, getting to the chopper. Or getting, True. like we said, getting to the beach. Yeah, I think getting to the beach. I'd love getting to the beach. I feel like they, if they went straight there, the chopper was waiting. They loaded it up and then got in the air really quickly. Yeah. Instead of losing the tension in that, because they're all sitting there waiting and. Yeah, it just it it it's a, it gets the weird. pace shifted. Yeah, the pace shifts. The pace shifts, but without any payoff. Yeah, yeah, totally. So when the pace shifts, you want it to go back. To the bond. Yep. And he tries to address the bond. Jason Chandler tries to address the bond between these guys. Yep. But he doesn't do it with enough expertise to add depth to those simple lines yep. that he puts through it. That he that they or that the script filters through it. Yep. You know, whereas if you know, if you saw, you know, the friggin' um Let's, let's beautifully Im- imagine it. The um, soulful eyes of bloody Will Smith, the soulful eyes of Tom Hanks, and all these guys talking Even about... Even Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy. Uh, talking about, look, man, this is this is why I follow you. You know, this is why I'll give up all this friggin' money yep. to carry your body. You know what I mean? And in the end where they go, this is where they give up a million dollars to give it to friggin' Affleck's family, which... I'm sorry, I wouldn't do. But <laughs> <laughs> I will look. I'm like, hey, my brother gave you a million. Now you've got like two million. We're just gonna split it. Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep my meal. <laughs> it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, that's. You know what? What's he gonna do? But um. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna ask you later about that ending, which is, it felt too cheesy for me yeah. to be a Mark Bowl big low ending. Look, I think if. It would have been good if, and I don't know this is typical Hollywood crap, if they, you know, like he does hand him the coordinates. Yeah. But if he just says, well, you know, like if they signed it all the way and they were, yeah, cool. And he goes, well, we've still got three months until the thaws. What do we do? Oh, when they f- drop those bags down, mm. they're like, you know, the snow's coming in. Yeah, exactly. There were, there were two moments that made me think this is set up for a sequel. One, he talks about... Quadruple frontier. Well, you drop the bags, you know someone's going to try and find them. Yeah, exactly. Any of those surviving guys would try and and find them. Yeah, freaking oath. And it would be a great twist if a sequel actually had like Garrett Hedlund's character versus 
Oscar Isaac's character. And there's that animosity that sort of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but there was another moment earlier on in the film that I was like, oh, are they setting up a sequel here really early on? Um, or it was the son sitting in the... So when they, they're they leaving the compound with their money yeah, and the family are sitting, oh, the yeah, drug lord's family, yeah. and he puts the window down, the kid puts the window down and like watches them and sees all their face... I'm like, if this was a trilogy, they would go to find the money in part two. If this was Tarantino, they'd go, hundred percent. The third <laughs> one will be that that kid's grown up now. Dun, he's dun, eighteen dun, and dun, he's dun. taken over. <laughs> so uh, that that was a bit. Um, I do think. I wonder also if the film was had some reshoots and a change post. And the only reason I said it was there's that moment where. They're sitting, sort of camping without a fire. The first time Garrett Hedlund's yep. character would be like, oh, it'd be radical if we could have a, a fire. Yeah. And they're like, Affleck's like, no, nah, it'll draw smoke. We're going to just do it cold tonight. We're camping cold or whatever the term is. There's a moment where they talked about um, killing people. And I think Pedro Pascal's character says, oh, I, shot, I shot him, excuse me. Why would you even ask me that? Yeah, and he's uh, like, I shot them. I, sh- I shot those people. And um, they went to Garrett Hedlund's character and suddenly I noticed the rain was in slow motion at one point. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's an overdub. Oh, really? Where Garrett Hedlund's like, um, basically reassures him is what his words are. Ah, okay. Um. Like maybe he says forty three. No, 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 no. Earlier in the film. Oh, earlier. Okay. Um, This is like they're in the dark. It's raining, and they got the raincoats on, and they're trying to get some sleep. Okay. um, In the forest. Um, It's after the choppers crashed. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Got you, got you. Yeah, and they've got yeah, they've Um, got the donkeys. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. And so they're sort of sitting in the rain, and yeah. Uh, Pedro Pascal's character says, I, I shot those people, I shot them. And it's like he sh- he's in shock because he yeah. killed people, which again makes me wonder if his character arc would have been about the fact that he's promised never to kill again. Well, he's a PTSD. You, you can assume that because he's, you know, he's doing drugs yep. at the start. He's had yeah, cocaine Yeah, that's right. And so he's basically, and he's just like, look, I don't care. Yeah, you know, And that's what's so funny. The start... See, I forgot. Like, it's like they're the, setting up all these different storylines, aren't they? The start could have been a lot better in developing these characters. Do you know who I wished had directed this? Ooh. If they were going to go the blockbuster road like they have. Yeah. Is, imagine a Joe Carnahan. So, Carnahan would have had... So, you're doing like the grey with guns. The grey meets the A-team. True. Very true, actually. Very true. And he would have developed the characters enough for you to love them... And those moments later. So, yeah, it's so weird. There's just little moments that I wonder, just post if they, they tinkered with the film a bit, which makes it more disjointed. Because mm. I think Hedlund's character, his lips said, I shot them. But then his mouth said something totally different while uh, the rain was in slow motion. So, I yeah. think I think that it's, yeah, it was just pushed more... Yeah, it was just pushed more into the standard fare. Yeah. Um where either Netflix or J.C. Chandor 
didn't have the courage to go where Bigelow would have. Yeah. And I guess coming off the back of a Bigelow season, mm. we know that with this solid storyline, like what a great storyline. Let's go. We're going to one kill a drug lord because he's never, like he's corrupt, can't yep. be stopped. So we're going to save the day, but we're also going to steal some money because we've done life pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, we've been grunts for our whole, you know, like. That's a, that, the, the American government has basically forgotten us. Yep. And so we're going to get what we're owed. Yeah. Like he says in the car, he goes, you know, when he goes, we, we've spent all these years working on these skills. Why can't we once use these skills for our own benefit? Yeah. Yeah, and I love those moments. Yeah, oh, you, that, so you can good. see some beautiful. There's some beautiful. Yeah. There's beautiful scripting in this. Yeah, and also like like you said, Pope's character. You could almost watch a film just on him at the start. Hundred yeah, percent as the consultant. Well, Pope and Affleck's character. Mm-hmm. They're both characters I could see fit in a Hurt Locker world. Yeah, exactly. You could see that, and so it makes so much sense that this was a project that Bigelow wanted to be a part of. Yeah. Um. But unfortunately, we get the Hollywood version of Bigelow. Yeah. Like a, um, when I say that, it's like popcorn version. Yeah. It's like it's sort of Netflix. It's a Netflix version. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think about it in that sense, this is a film that I think would find a great home at Netflix because you can imagine dudes being like, hey, you want to bust out Triple Frontier again? Oh, yeah. Like when I was on Reddit, people love it. Do they? M- military people. Obviously love it, um, but they all they all say it could have been so much better. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like the, a lot of the military guys are like, yeah, man, the first 40 minutes are awesome. Yep. You know, it's amazing, you know, and that's where- Until they that, get the money. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it should have stopped. Yep. <laughs> They're like, you know, everything is good, you know. Um, obviously, you know, going, them checking out the recce and doing all that type of stuff, he goes, that was all great. And then it just turns silly. Yep. Yep, totally. I well, I agree with I agree with them. Yeah. Um, I think what it does well though, it highlights that each of these guys are great actors. Yeah. I want more for Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, poor Garrett. He it made me want to go watch Tron Legacy again. Ah, yeah, I know. Um, I love him. I know Charlie Hunnam is like almost there. I think he's now has to settle in to characters now. The English character. He might be. Yeah. It's I a shame. I think he, he still might, he, he might have a franchise in him, but it'd be hard pushed for someone to put, because a lot of people have put money into him and he's never, and it never kicked in. No, nah, never No, I don't off. think due to really his own fault. No. Um, But yeah, because it's a little past Sons of Anarchy now, where he's not that hot property. But he could have a, I want to say Pattinson in him. Which is enough oh, time he, out, and then he could be something. I think he's an amazing actor. Yep. I think he's, um, but I think he's got to stop trying to be a superstar now and just start, just move back to acting. Totally. Which agree. I think he is. I think he has. I think the gentleman did it. Yeah. Oh, the gentleman, he's great in it. You know yeah. what I mean? But like the thing with Guy Ritchie is he makes everyone great. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ever see a bad actor in a Guy Ritchie film because I don't think The material's think he, not good? No, I don't think he they ever act. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just says, just be yourself on the screen. You know, <laughs> yeah. you see all these people who are just themselves on the screen. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I so, feel for him, though, because, like, when you think King Arthur, 
Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. King Arthur, well, apart from that film. it's. But what's hard in it, it's a fun film. Mm. But King Arthur's almost like this poison chalice. Almost like a Robin Hood. Yeah. That's such a great tale that's been around so many, so long, had so many iterations, but then never franchises. No. But I, I think... But, but people keep was, pouring money into it. I think that's sort of Guy Ritchie. He, he tried to reinvent too much. Yep. Um, whereas basically, he should have... He could... You can do good reinvention of it, but you should have stuck to, you know, not that, that yep. modern... Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was. It had that. We could do a whole thing on Guy Ritchie. Um, well, let's but, do that one. Oh, the King Arthur one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll, we'll have an off-air board meeting about it. All right, it. cool. Then um, let's not talk so, about it anymore. Go um, on to the next one. So, because well, I'd be keen, because I've only watched it once. Oh, really? And I can tell you, King Arthur is one of my favorite subjects of oh, all time. Oh, you know what? We could we could have a little Patreon on great King Arthur films. Oh man, seriously, that Antoine Fuqua one. With Kira Knightley, Clive oh, Owen, yeah, man, that was fantastic. fun. That was fantastic, man. I the, like um, it. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, the kid who would be king. Oh, is, shut the front door! Absolutely brilliant, and obviously the my, one of my favorite films of all time, Excalibur. Yeah, do you know it's Sword Zack Snyder's one of Zack Snyder's favorite films of all time? Excalibur? Excalibur doesn't surprise me at all. Craig. I know exactly. So him and I just we could just sit there all day talking about boobies and slow mos and shit like that because that's what Excalibur is. <laughs> And it's funny, I just can't, I can't see, I can't see it when he does it. <laughs> I can't see why the enjoyment. So good. Well, Craig, I think we've had a good chat about Triple Frontier. Chitty chat chat. Um, overall, I'm saying I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed in it. I love the first film, which is first 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the it, rest just frustrates me. If I wasn't aware of Bigelow's involvement, though, I probably wouldn't be as harsh on it. Yeah. Oh. Do you know if I knew I was just going to have a a military heist film, you know, if this starred Jared Butler, you'd be like, I get it. Nah, I still can't <laughs> watch many Jared Butler films. Well, I'm just saying, you know, what you're in. For. Yeah, I haven't seen the Olympus films. I've watched one of them. Yeah. See. Uh, yeah. I stopped watching after. What was that one with Jamie Fox? White House Down. No. No. Oh yeah, he was in that one too. <laughs> no. No. The one where the Channing um, Tate. No. The one where he um. The one where he kills the people who basically killed his wife and son and Jamie Foxx is the attorney who let him go. Like, this is Jared Butler. Oh, law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen. That's yeah. the one where he puts the phone, the bomb in the mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped watching really his after that. Because so I was like, funny. Jamie has just... Weird little law-abiding citizen tangent. Okay. I got to see a preview screening of it. Oh, Yeah. That was like an unedited cut. And then when it came out on, I watched it years later. I don't know whether I hired it or if I watched it on Netflix or something. I think it's on Netflix. The cut was so tame and there were all these moments taken out of it that it was like a different film. It's weird, hey. I remember I did that with The Butterfly Effect. Yes! I think you probably you and I watched it, yep. yeah. And it was so different when I watched it again on TV, yeah, or on whatever. It's got streaming. There's a cut that I think was released for Butterfly Effect in Australia, which ended. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But the original one ended with he knew that he would was the problem. Yeah. So when he was in the womb, he chokes himself. He chokes himself as a baby yeah, in the womb. Yeah, because 
they play that up in the movie because she had three miscarriages where yeah. the baby's things got tied around her uh, throat. Yeah, and that's what he does. Yeah. But then they cut that out. Yeah, and had a totally different ending. Stupid one where he just tells her to f off at yeah. a kids' party when the day they first meet. <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, so strange. So Craig, giving it a little bit of a let's give it a, a rating out of five. Let's go a little FFTL rating. Let's rank this bad boy out of five. What do you give it? Hmm. I give it two and a half. Two and a half. Not bad. Gave it three. Yeah. I gave it three on my letterbox today. Yeah. So it's a good little oh, go middle watch of the road it. Like film. it's Netflix. You Great know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to fucking go far to watch it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Sit down one day when you're just like, oh, I'm bored. i got two hours. Hey! Watch Chuck it. it on there. Cool. Yeah. So, Craig, where can people find us? Oh, go on to Instagram. Go on to Twitter at FFTL Podcast or Love go it. on to Facebook for First Lives Podcast. You know, get on there, make some comments, talk to us. We love to chat. Love it. Or email us at info at FFTLpodcast.com or go on to our website, www.fftlpodcast.com. Love it, Craig. Now, we love having you along for the journey each week. Next week, we are going to have an interesting chat. It's a mini episode again. We're going to talk The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. But the the little clincher in it is we've got no context of Batman Begins or The Dark Knight yeah. in the lead up. So we haven't watched those films. We're actually going in cold to watch The Dark Knight Rises. We've seen it before, but yeah, exactly. just to see if as a singular film does this hold up. Yeah. Because our previous experience was we were pretty disappointed with the film itself. Yeah, very true. Very true. And so we'll be talking that. So I can't wait for that. Can't wait either. You'll hear it next week. So from all of us here from First to Last Podcast, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. We'll catch you next week. Bye.